Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Check the details of this podcast episode to find links to my YouTube channel, books, and Patreon where you can get bonus exclusives. This is episode number 124. Reminders about practicing minimalism. Hey there, minimalists. Howdy. So today we're going to talk about some reminders about practicing minimalism. And I'm really excited Josiah is here today. It's good to have reminders. That's why church exists, you know. It's like you already know all the rules, but you need to remember them. You need to be every once in a while, you know, you'd be told, hey, uh, keep going. This is what you should be doing. So it's a good. I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be good. That's right. For personal update, I have been reading The Secret Adversary by Agatha Christie. I've been listening to a lot of Agatha Christie, but you know what? I love it. And it's kind of old school and fun. I wanted to read 22 books this year. I think it's book number like 11 or 12. So I'm well on my way with that goal. I think I'm going to surpass it, which is nice. I also made a goal this year to garden all year round. And our little our little veggie patch is doing pretty good, huh? Yeah, it totally is. It makes me sad that we just have pots, but it's they're good. Yeah, what do you do with RV living, right? Like we're doing our best here. But the snow peas that I planted are up. And my little theory of planting them between the radishes, I think that's working well. I think by the time they're big enough to be getting in the way of the radishes, the radishes are going to be pulled. I actually made myself a sandwich with lettuce that I snipped off. So that was exciting. And I also put some chives on it that I have grown. Oh, yeah. And our strawberries. Those all have blooms on them. So that's pretty exciting. I think the kids are most excited about the berries. Oh, yeah. Also for my goal to make or do one thing to improve our home um, each week, I made an ironing like mat thing and that actually it there's a little bit of trial and error going on with that but it actually works pretty well if you don't use steam so we're kind of figuring that out again we live in an rv we have no space for an ironing board and kind of sad that i am finally coming around to solving this issue <laughs> because it's been four years <laughs> four but... years in yeah yeah and it's been a problem it's been a big problem for me personally because for work like, we don't have closets big enough to hang clothes, so you can't hang anything. Everything has to be folded, and if you want to dress nice, like, you have to iron. Yep. And you can't just, like, keep it hung up. I've ironed in, you know, RV park. Um, the laundry rooms. Laundry rooms. We're using whatever janky iron that they have, <laughs> and uh, so many of them, and it's just, it's such a hassle. It's enough of a hassle to make you change your wardrobe, so... Now for weeks I've just been wearing a like this unwrinkleable like blue button up shirt for church and and for yeah. work I just don't I don't even try anymore. You've given up. <laughs> or vests. Well, the, the or vests like yeah. REI vests. Yeah, it's, they're cute. It was not a pain point for me before. That's why I didn't do anything about it because I intentionally buy church clothes that don't have to be ironed. I hate ironing. But I started sewing all these different things and I was like, oh, we need an iron and we need some kind of an ironing board type thing. So sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> you should have you should have been a squeaky wheel. I, I got rid of my suit, of so it's fine. You got rid of your suit. Uh, should we tell them the news? You haven't said yet. I haven't said anything yet. Well, there's not really news. We're moving. Yeah. But we live on wheels, so we move all the time. But. Right. <laughs> but we are permanently moving our stationary place. And we're probably going to be looking, for, well, we're going to be looking for a sticks and bricks home when we move. So moving to Utah, out of the Pacific Northwest, we want to dry out a little bit. Josiah accepted a job there. And 
we're excited. Moving to the desert. Yeah. Moving rural desert. Getting back to our roots. Hopefully it doesn't affect you at all except for you could hear about our adventures. But if if I miss an episode here or there or whatever, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. I, I think we'll be able to keep things going smoothly. I have been thinking a lot about maintaining energy for different things lately and specifically maintaining energy for the end of our time being here and because we leave every summer or have left every summer for several years it kind of feels like that's just what we're going to do it doesn't feel like a big deal but we've lived here for 10 years and we're moving and we're going to be making some big changes as we move so it is something that i am continuing to think about like how do i keep up my energy for being positive about it even though there are some changes we don't have a a place to land quite yet or anything and also we're saying goodbye to people which is very sad um but i've also been thinking about having energy and maintaining energy for minimalism and i i think i'm thinking about this because i think i speak for both of us when i say that we're terrified of getting a house and filling it up with a bunch of stuff that's true. We even we we go online and look at houses um, that are for sale in the area that we're looking. And so many people sell their homes with stuff in it. You know, they'll or they'll take pictures with stuff in it. And it we just we're we're we cringe and we'll say to each other like, we can't let this happen to our house. Yes. You know, if we're gonna live in a house, we have to maintain minimalism. We can't let that happen. Yes. We're both we're not scared of it, really. What is it? We're just, we're upset. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't but. know. It's, um, I guess I'm not, scared is not the right word for it. That's definitely not the right word for it. I do not want to become lax in that area where we feel like, oh, well, we have a house and we need to, we have things we need to purchase. We don't even own a couch or beds or anything like that. So we know that we're going to need to purchase things. I know it Our sounds first, so weird to say that. Remember when we first moved here, we got, well, how, how big was that? 600 square feet, 700 square feet. How big oh, was yeah. It was 700 square 700 feet. square foot house. It was a two bedroom, one bath, 700 square foot house. And we refused to put anything in it. We didn't even want to get beds or a couch. Nope. We sat on the floor and we laid on mattresses. We didn't, we were like, that's how nuts we were. We, I, we I think were, we're going to be okay. I think we will. Well, we thought at that time that we would be able to full-time RV. That was our goal. So we were like, we're not going to put anything in this house and we're going to be minimalists and it's going to all work out just the way we think it will, which it didn't. But I mean, we eventually did get into yeah, an RV, it worked up two homes later and all that. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll be okay. I particularly wanted to talk about maintaining energy for minimalism today. And some of these tips might sound like tips for beginners, but also... I think that sometimes as we're practicing minimalism, we can get a little bit relaxed and we can get maybe low energy or low excitement for continuing on because minimalism, yes, it can mean like you purge your stuff and you have a small amount of things and and you go about living your life and you keep it that way. But minimalism can mean so many different things and it can get very, very quickly out of control or where you maybe don't change some of the habits that you really need to change and then you find yourself with a bunch of stuff again. So some of these tips are, you know, in hopes of giving you a boost. I think that one of the first things that people think of and want to do when they become minimalists is they want to get rid of their stuff, right? They want to purge, ditch, declutter and all of that stuff. That's what we did. When we decided we're going to practice minimalism, but sometimes people can get kind of like overzealous about this and 
either go too quickly and then have regrets later, or they burn out halfway through and then they never finish the project so that they don't get that great feeling of, look at my home. It feels like a new home. It's a new space. And so I think it's really important to declutter at your own pace. I know we've definitely experienced this. It was like anything you do in life, anything that you get excited about. It's best to make a plan and to think far in advance in the future and think, okay, I'm going to take this one step at a time rather than diving all the way in. You know, and anybody who dives all the way in, whether you're um, investing or maybe even like you decide to go to the gym, whatever it may be, you have a lot of um, spirit at the very beginning that is great. It really is great. But if you burn it all too quickly, you know, sometimes it can lead to uh, getting, yeah, like getting burnt out. Right. I think burnout happens really easily with minimalism, especially if you're not practicing those other things like simple living where you are enjoying having time to do the things you really want to do and that you hoped you would have time to do. If you don't feel the benefits of having less to clean up or different things like that, you definitely are more prone, I think, to burnout. And then it becomes less valuable to you to practice minimalism. I know that that happened to me the first time we Well, the first time I really practiced minimalism, I totally experienced burnout. And yes, if you can push yourself a little bit and enjoy that energy and that excitement, that's great. But at some point, you need to kind of take stock and say, am I pushing too hard? Do I need to slow down a little bit? What is a good pace for myself? You're talking about specifically decluttering, I am specifically talking about decluttering. Right, okay. okay. That initial purging or at whatever stage you're in, like pace yourself and take your time to do it the right way. The next thing I wanted to talk about, which surprisingly affects a lot of people, is don't worry about what other people think of minimalism or what their version of minimalism is or how many possessions they think that you should have or your significant other should have or your children should have or your roommate should have like don't worry about what other people think about your minimalistic practices because I think that most people are simply putting themselves in your shoes without all of your reasonings and the full context of your life so they really don't understand why you would want to purge your stuff and live with less they also they the people that know you already, they might be harshly judgmental or have things to say. You know, everybody's got an opinion, especially people that know you. But you'll find that as you progress um, in life and move, you know, or make new friends or have new people come into your life, at least, they won't question it at all. They just won't. It's true. They, they, they'll accept you because you're new to them. And so when you... When you say I'm a minimalist, or even if they come to your home and you explain like, no, this is how I live, you know, they will accept it and be like, well, that's really cool. Whereas your, you know, your parents or maybe your brothers and sisters or friends that have known you forever might be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Well, I hear that a lot about um, in-laws or parents and... It's always shocking to me, like, especially with minimalism, like you would think that most parents would be really on board. No, but it, they're, they're the opposite for some reason. And I'm yeah. not I'm not talking about either of our parents specifically, no. just people you've, you've heard from and when they say things you're like or they send an email or they write something. You're like, how can anybody act this way? Why? What is it with this generation like that behaves this way towards their children? 
is it the in-law thing? I don't know. But wh- how is this threatening you at all? Just deal. Get over it. Sorry, you won't have a bed when you come to visit. You know, bring a sleeping bag. What do you want? <laughs> Go to a hotel. You know, sorry, my house won't be cluttered. Or I don't understand what your problem is. I wonder if it's like, well, I want to give my grandkids all the junk I wanted to give them. And now you won't it? let me. I, I hear that often. It's, that you know? seems like an excuse. It doesn't seem like a big enough reason to quibble. It seems like, well, I have to come up with something because I don't like this. My I, my knee-jerk reaction is to dislike this because it's my daughter-in-law or son-in-law in this way and I have to dislike whatever they do because I'm combative. Um, and so I'll come up with this. Well, I want to give things to my grandkids. Well, that's a stupid reason. You know, Take them places. I, I don't know. Keep the toys at your house. I, it's just a dumb reason. I also think, though, that there is something to the whole it's it's threatening. Like they now think, well, I guess you're saying that what I'm doing is wrong and that I have too much stuff. Oh, yeah. We don't really talk a lot about being minimalists, but the times when we do talk about it, I, I have experienced a lot of people saying, well, I don't want to be a minimalist. And they will actually sometimes physically take a step back from me. I do feel like people feel that it is extreme and they don't really understand it all the way. And they also don't understand how it could apply to their life. And so it's threatening. It's not like a welcome solution. I think that's what really ends up happening. And it's interesting because you would think that everyone complains. I have too much stuff. I don't want to have all this stuff to clean up anymore. I don't want this clutter around my home. I don't have time for anything. You would think that they would welcome a solution, but it's not welcome. Not at all. No, it's that way with a lot of things. If you're losing weight, you know, if you're on a diet, you should probably shut up about it because the moment you mention it to someone, they will loudly say their opinion on it. That's not going to work. Or, well, you should try this. <laughs> or I'm a moderate person. I, I don't think you should go to any extremes. I hear that all the time when people find out I'm plant based. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, you're vegetarian. They're like, they have to say something. Gotta you know? say something. They have it's like, to. I don't, you know, you ask me what I eat. <laughs> I don't care what you eat. It's yeah, funny. well, I I think our tip is to uh, not worry about what those people say. But the way that we've been talking this whole time sure seems like we're worrying a lot about what people say. That's a very funny observation. You can vent about this stuff and then move on with your life, huh? Yeah, there you go. The third thing that I want to talk about is focusing on the do's of minimalism and not... All of the don'ts. So we talk a lot about don't buy stuff, don't keep stuff, don't, don't, all that sort of thing. And sometimes it's easy to forget that there are so many things that you can do. Like, yes, find simple living practices that work really well for you. Yes, plan meaningful activities for yourself or your family. Yes, participate in your hobby. Don't forget that like there are a lot of things that you should give yourself a green light on and move forward with, and it will make your minimalistic practices a lot more meaningful. I think this is a really great tip. Focusing on the do's is something our brain doesn't really want to do, in my opinion. We like the don'ts. And you can think about that in anything, whether it's rules at work, whether it's uh you know, religious practices, we, we always focus on the thou shalt nots and instead of the thou shalts. Yeah. <laughs> we, the thou shalt nots are the ones that are like, they're very simple for our brain for some reason. But the ones that we should be doing, you should do this and do that. We uh, we push those aside a lot more. or we Our brain, for some reason, doesn't like to grasp onto those and, 
and give them as much, much attention as the don'ts. So I like the tip. Focus on the do's of minimalism, the things that you should be doing. You often say that, like, especially when we've talked about religion, that it is easy to check off the, well, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And going along with that doesn't leave much room for creativity, especially, you know, we're talking about minimalism here. There are so many different ways to practice it. I That was my major problem when I first started practicing minimalism. I know I've talked about this a lot, but I really, really just thought getting rid of a bunch of stuff was the end of the road. I wish back then that I would have looked for other ways to practice minimalism and said yes to the meaningful things. And I, I was kind of getting there a little bit. My life is so much more meaningful the more I say yes to the good stuff. Prioritize it, make room for it in my life, make sure there are resources for it. We do so much better and we have so much more fun when we when we say yes to the good things. And, and it's hard. Like you have to you have to be watchful, right? Because you can get sucked into time wasters, money wasters. Yeah. So you have to be very, very careful, but make sure that you are saying yes to the good stuff too. My minimalist challenge for you is to look at your current minimalistic practices and ask yourself, am I getting where I really want to go? And hopefully some of these tips will help you to either be re-energized or to keep you energized to continue on your minimalistic path. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's all about the experiences, not the stuff.